Yo, what's up, everyone? Thank you for stepping into the Coach's Box. Back with another episode. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined today by Coach Pace, Coach Murph, and Coach Natty T. So we got a couple big things to talk about today. We have a big game coming up this weekend, of course. I think you heard of it. I think you heard of the Super Bowl. Yeah, we got that coming up. And then we have some major moves in the NBA that, you know, we got to talk about it right here on the Coach's Box. So we're going to get into all of that today. So we'll start, we'll start with the big game. We're going to start with the Super Bowl. Coach Natty T, go ahead and talk to us. We're just going to dive a little bit into our predictions for the game and maybe a little bit of analysis. Last week, we, we kind of gave how we thought people got here and what we saw that we liked from both teams. Now we're going to talk about the actual game. So Coach Natty T, go ahead and kick us off there. Yeah, uh, I got the Rams. Um, just going to remain consistent in my thoughts. I think, again... You know, everybody talks about, you know, the offense and rightfully so, but, but I think it comes down to Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and Jalen Ramsey. Um, my only <laughs> kind of worry is looking at it, um, Sean McVay has the most pressure on him in, in, in this game, even above any player, above any coach, because, you know, when you look at it, I think Matthew Stafford is already – I mean, if you had any doubts before, like, I mean, it's officially it was Detroit. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> I mean, even if I mean, he would have to have like a horrible game. But still, I mean, I think he's validated that it was Detroit. Um, obviously, OBJ has redeemed himself and, you know, and, and really got himself back on track. You know, Cooper Cup, we talked about it last week. I mean, he's in the discussion as one of the best receivers in the league. He's already proven himself. Um, Aaron Donald, of course, would love if he had a Super Bowl that would give him more validation, but I don't think anybody's questioning his greatness. But the one person, Sean McVay, because if he has another blunder, I mean, even though getting to two Super Bowls at his age is very impressive, but, you know, if you're going to keep fumbling at the one-yard line at the Super Bowl, that's not good either. So that, that's my only worry. Um, and then obviously Joe Burrow on the other side is, you know, playing with a lot of confidence, but I just, I just think those three on defense will, will get it done for the Rams, even despite what Sean McVay may do or not do. So score, uh, I think it's going to be close. I could have like a 24, 21 type of game. That's what I have. So that's all I got. Fair. Now, of course, we have to talk to our resident Ram here on the show. Coach Pace got the gear on and everything. He is he's, so he's ready. The, he's the true Ram ambassador right the here. True I know they, Ram they, call, they call Eric Dickerson that, but we, we have another Ram ambassador right here. That's right. That's right. Go ahead. <laughs> Are you going to give me a 21-point spread? <laughs> what you got for listen, it? Man, listen, man. I have no objectivity. <laughs> I don't really care at this point. Uh, I'm not really – Joe Shiesty, Pooh, Pooh Shiesty, all them. Listen, we locking him down this weekend, okay? Listen, they're going to be back, though, for the next five years, though, because uh, everybody, all their key pieces are under 25. So they'll be solid for the next five years. But guess what? This Sunday? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> um, we winning by, you know what? We winning, man. I have no questions. It's just how much. Mm -hmm. Um, we went in 
You know, I'm thinking like a 38-27. Okay, 11. Who in my double digits? Wow. We'll do that because, hey, listen. Y'all haven't beat anybody by double digits all playoffs. Hey, guess what? First time for everything. <laughs> First time for everything. First time for everything, buddy. And you know what? All I need to see is a W. I really don't care. But um, honestly, man, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Uh, if we lose, I'm blaming. I don't care if, honestly, I don't care if Matt Stafford has four interceptions. Somehow, some way, I'm going to blame those four interceptions on Sean McVay. <laughs> I really don't care. Because Matthew Stafford saved Sean McVay, McVay uh, against Tom Brady. Well, that was more like Cam Akers. But he saved him last week when he was trying to do all that. Well, two weeks ago when he was trying to do all that dumb stuff and blew them timeouts. So, you know, Matthew Stafford, for me, solid. If Sean McVay somehow loses this game, I don't care if I actually, you know what, even if our defense gives up, like, you know, 500 yards, I'm going to still blame that on Sean McVay. You know why? <laughs> because he probably put him in a position to where they gave up 500 yards. <laughs> Winning doubt is his fault. All right? We winning. Go Rams. I'll be in Cincinnati. I don't know where I'm going to be in Cincinnati, but I'm being in Cincinnati watching everybody cry on the streets. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's a true fan. That's a true fan. Coach Murph. Okay, so we got two Rams so far. What you got, Coach Murph? I'm ro- I'm rolling with Joe Shiesty, man. Crack! Ooh, I'm rolling with Joe. Hey, man, just, hey, you know, Biden is giving out free crack pipes now. So, <laughs> but uh, nah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I just feel as though, I mean, the Rams all playoffs, they started off flat. They managed to keep games tight. And I feel like, I mean, the Bengals have shown that, that, I mean, they can take control of games no matter how far down they are, how close they are. Uh, The whole team comes up clutch uh, in crunch time. Um, And I feel like those mistakes by uh, McVay and Stafford is going to come back to bite them and is going to get to a point where just like you could get lucky so many times, eventually that's just going to backfire on you. And they've been getting lucky all playoffs. Like, y'all come in as the better team, but y'all always manage to make it some type of a tight game. And they almost slipped up against Brady. Burrow was able to come up clutching that defense where was uh, able to do so against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. And, I mean, the going into, you know, Tennessee and beating them, I feel like their road – for the type of team they are was harder and more impressive because y'all were favorites all the way through, but you would, you would never think so if you check the scores or the stats. Um, I feel like y'all's luck is going to run out in the Super Bowl. I'm thinking 27, 24 Bengals. Mm. Hey. Uh. It'd be your own family, y'all. I just want y'all <laughs> to know be your own family. Don't rock with you. Yep. It's crazy. It's crazy out here. This is the one that was kicking me when I was down with my bet 
came up short because they wanted to win by three. <laughs> Listen, that's why I don't bet. No, nah, but you were sitting here, but you, you over here talking about be your own family. You was over here laughing at me like, oh, I don't care. We're in the Super Bowl. I don't care. I'm like, I'm over here losing money and you don't care about me. You still but won money. What? No, I didn't. You didn't win money? No, because it was a parlay. So I needed the Bengals to win and the Rams to win by four minimum. So you needed the Bengals to just win, but you needed the Rams to win by four. Yeah, at least four. <laughs> and they couldn't do the Rams, baby. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It'd be your own family. You see how fast that backfired? Oh, okay. I'm going to say I don't want to jinx this, but because I've I've went against the Bengals every single week and have been wrong. I was going back through some of the episodes and I believe I picked the Bengals to lose every single week. And I've been wrong every single week. I've picked the Rams to win every single week and they've won. So Coach Pace, I don't want to jinx this and I hope this doesn't happen. I am going to pick the Rams to win because that's truly how I feel. Um, I just hope I don't mess it up for y'all. But I, I picked the Rams because I feel that there is, when you're a young team, there's a sense of immortality that you possess. You talked about, you know, all, all the folks being, uh, you know, 25 and under, you know, there's that we can get back there. We can get back there. I, I like to think back to the Orlando Magic and everybody thought that Shaq Penny team was going to be in the finals for years to come. They didn't capitalize on their one opportunity. We, we, didn't, we never saw them again together in the finals. But I think there was a hunger from the Rocket side of things because their stars were a little bit older and they were like, we need to capitalize on the opportunity that we have before us. And I think that's where the Rams are at right now. And Aaron Donald is going to settle for nothing less than a ring. So when he made that play in the NFC Championship game and Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't even know why he threw that pass. But, you know, when he did that, he, yes, he pointed to his ring finger. And he, it's all about the ring. It's not about we're happy to be in the Super Bowl and we're going to do our best to win this. It's like it is unacceptable for us not to win the ring. And as shaky as, you know, a couple of the games have been, I matchup wise, it's in your favor because you're going to control both line of scrimmages, I believe, in this game. And the Chiefs, do they have a decent pass rush? Sure. But your the Rams pass rush is a different beast. And when I look at the the Bucs weren't even able to protect Brady with their offensive line. The 49ers really weren't able to protect Garoppolo, especially when it mattered most, when it mattered most. I think your veterans, Coach Pace on defense, are going to make a play when they need to. I see it as more of a closer game, a seven-point or under game. Uh, but you look at all three levels, you have veterans that are a little bit older. Ramsey's a little bit older. Von Miller's a little bit older. And they're like, we're not leaving here without a ring. And I think because of that, uh, and you have a quarterback 
that does have a chip on his shoulder because people did doubt him. And I agree with Coach Natty T that I don't think he has nothing to really else to prove in that sense that he's a really good quarterback. Um, but because he's, he wasted so much of his career in Detroit, you know, I, I think he's like, hey, this might be my only shot. I'm not losing it for us. Uh, with all that being said, I, I think that's what's going to make the difference. And when it comes to when things get tight, because things get tighter in the Super Bowl usually. And, and because of that, I think the Rams will come out on top. Um, I have a 20. Let's go. Actually, let's go 27, 21. Yeah, 27, 21 Rams. So six, about six points. And I, I'm giving a lot of respect to the Bengals because I think they're going to play. I think they're going to play hard and they're not going to make it easy for the Rams. So I know Eric Dickerson was talking about that big spread. and I know he's a huge fan and stuff like that, but it's no, I think a 10 point spread that they were talking about undisputed. I think that's too much. I think that is going to be a seven point under game. Y'all talking a lot about this, this front, but I mean, I just look at it from, uh, you know, a D line to, you know, QB archetype. So just as much, just how difficult it will be for Burrow against that, you know, stack D line of the rounds or their front in general, it can kind of be viewed the same way for Stafford because he can't move like Burrow can. He's pretty like he, he has a little bit of mobility, but nine times out of 10, when pressure comes in, he drops mm-hmm. just like a typical pocket passer. So it can go, I mean, pretty much both ways. But, um, I mean, you know, Aaron Donald did the whole point at his ring thing. He knows that, you know, this is this is all he needs. This is all he wants to validate that. But, I mean, you know, Burrow showed, showed that same swagger at the honors after wearing the comeback player of the year. He's just like, you know, I'm just excited for Sunday and left his trophy on the table and just went back to his seat. Like, this doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, I, him and Jamar Chase is undefeated in playoff games. Back you gotta stop gassing Joe Burrow. They've been gassing Joe Burrow for two weeks. It's like since Tom Brady gone, this is like the well, next. No, but bro, yeah. we've been gassing, bro. Like it's been, it's getting out of hand, bro. No, Joe, wait, you gotta... <laughs> it's like Joe Burrow said the uh the other day about the workout video. Like, bro, we've been saying that for the longest. Like the workout video when he was like, "Well, don't put a post the workout video." Like, bro, no, like you know how I many people that said that. Like they Joe Burrow can breathe, and we gonna, you know what? Joe Burrow breathe this way. I promise you, I feel inspirational today. Like, bro, <laughs> no, okay. Like, yes, yes, they've been gassing I love Joe Burrow, but it's getting kind of annoying. No, they've point. been gassing. It's annoying as a fan for you as a Ram. I bet Rams fans are, are annoyed by it, but you have to factor in that yes, they're gassing him up, they're gassing the team up because it's something new, it's something that you didn't expect, and everybody's going to root for the underdog. Everybody knows that the realms is the overwhelming favorite, so it's not. We've been talking about them making it to the Super Bowl since kickoff. We're tired of talking about the realms, <laughs> it's just that simple. Just like if, really if the Chiefs, if the Chiefs pulled it off and made it to the Super Bowl and it was Chiefs versus Rams, nobody would be gassing anything up. Everybody will just be talking about, hey, this is you know. They'll be talking about the last like, time they played. Exactly. They'll just be expecting a great game out of the two. But when you got something new, it's a Cinderella story. Everybody's going to be hyping them up. It's just like March Madness when you got like a 16 seed make a run to like the final four. They're just going to be talking about them and gassing them up. 
So that's all it's going to be. It's just that it's Joe Burrow's time. He's just right place, right time. It's not like he didn't deserve, you know, the all the compliments and credit he's getting. He tore his ACL last year, came back, and then went on this historic run. Yeah. I mean, there's a part of – is this the – the 2011 Mavericks right now, like where no one expected them to make noise and they got into the playoffs and they, they beat Kobe and the Lakers, you know, mm-hmm. they beat uh, the uh, okay, you know, OKC team with Russ and KD and then they end up in the finals and beat LeBron, D Wade and Bosch. It's like, is that, is this their time? Is that their moment? Is that, is Joe Burrow having a Dirk Nowitzki moment right now? And I, I just don't see, I don't see dominance, though, with the Bengals. And this is why I'm concerned, because I always look to see how teams win, not just the fact that they won, and why teams lose and how they lost. So Ryan Tannehill really messed that game. The Titans had everything in the back, and the Bengals actually did not have a good game. Mm-hmm. is that Tannehill made one bad play and Burrow made one good play, and that was pretty much the game right there. When I look at the Kansas City game, and I say, you know what? What if they gave up 21 straight points to the Rams? Do they come back like that? I don't think they do. Like, the Chiefs' defense is atrocious. Mm-hmm. So it's like if, if you allowed a team with a high-power offense to get up on you that quickly – and it took a, a second half collapse by by the Chiefs in order to do that with a very questionable mediocre defense. I don't see the Rams giving up that much because even I mean even when the Rams were turning the ball over against the Bucks, the dam really didn't break until like the last minute. It's like, well, if you give someone eight straight drives, yeah, they're bound to score at least once on that with Tom Brady on the other end. Um, with a better offensive line. And so I look at it, the, I, the, not to say, not to try to malign the Bengals' victories, but the way they won is very important to put into context of could they do the same thing against a Rams team? And I just don't see it right now. Do they have, are they good enough to keep it close? Yes. But I'm, I'm a little nervous for, for them for various reasons. But like that, this shows that you don't. I mean, even Brady showed that throughout his career, you don't need dominance to win games. You just need to be smart, and that's what that's how the Brady. No, what I'm saying is <laughs> cheating, Tom Brady. I'm not. No, what I'm, I'm not cheating. You're you're jumping to stop it. Realize <laughs> it's you just need to play smart when it matters. And Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford has repeatedly shown to drop the ball on that in certain occasions. And I'm expecting at least one or two of those to happen. And that's enough breathing room to give the Bengals the, you know, the edge. So it'll be an interesting game. I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll look at a lot of film during that 49ers game to see what they the offensive line done to slow down Darnold for the first, uh, you know, the first three quarters. Um, but what they need to do is just make sure that they make it uh, a Rams catch-up game and not them, you know, coming from behind. So that that's just going to be the big thing. But also you want to just stay in striking distance because if you keep it close, like I've said repeatedly throughout the weeks, 
I trust Burrow more so than Stafford and McClett. And, and to both of their credits, to be completely objective, both of them have come through in the clutch in, in amazing ways this playoffs. Yes, both of them have done that. So I, if it's really close and it's a one-possession game in the fourth quarter, I'm nervous either way. <laughs> like, for either team, I'm nervous because both of these guys can get it. Get it Coach Base is tripping because what he doesn't understand is this. He's talking about that he's sick and tired of the hype of Burrow and so on and so forth, but remind you, Coach Pace was on that same train back in 2017 when Philly was making that run on that Nick Foles train, and he said, get Carson Wentz out of here. Foles is the guy. He's doing this run. Like, he was on that same bandwagon. Foles was getting the same love, but the difference is, is that now his team is the op. That's all it is. My team, the op now. That's no. I think I'm saying that your team is the op to the Bengals. So like, because you didn't have a horse in the race when Philly made it to the championship, because you didn't care for Brady. So everybody was hyping up Foles and Philly. Listen, that's that's fine and dandy, but my quarterback is just as clutch. It's Joe Burrow. We can check the facts. We can literally check the facts. Since he's been in the league, he has, I think, either first or second most game-winning drives. Second, yeah, in the fourth quarter. Second. I'm pretty sure Tom Brady is probably number one. But yeah, he's in the listen, league longer. listen, how can't you trust my man's when the facts say my man? Because when he should have won, he won more than three points. That's why I, I don't trust him. Listen, when you gotta, you can't overcome coaching sometimes. <laughs> listen, the coach is terrible. You know, I promise you, he tried. He just tried to blow two games because yeah. Cam Makers after the first fumble should have been out. <laughs> Respectfully, you got a what? A lot of what is with this coach? So that I'm saying. You're, you're questioning the coach a little bit too much, and this is a big game that he's dropped the ball in before. Listen, there's Eli Apple on the field. <laughs> legend. Twitter legend. Twitter Twitter legend Eli Apple. He ain't a legend on the field, but Twitter <laughs> undefeated. I'm not uh, – Eli Apple is like Eli Apple, bro. <laughs> you see nobody's talking about them. They're talking about Burrow and Jamar Chase. <laughs> of course they talking about Burrow and Jamar Chase. You know, it's crazy. Everybody act like all of a sudden Jalen Ramsey is not good no more. All of a sudden, you know, Jamar Chase going to the year. You know, all this. We got an all-world corner. You know what I'm saying? We can stop all that. I don't understand it. Maybe it's because I do like the Bengals. Now, I do like Joe Burrow. Yeah, me too. But yeah. my man is on a little hot streak. You know, the media getting a little carried away. And we acting like Joe Burrow is like leaps and bounds better than Stafford when, I mean, the facts show they both really good quarterbacks. It's like, it's not, there's not that much of a drop off on either one. So like my QB got the ball. I'm very, very comfortable with saying we're going to score. Joe got the ball. Not so much. I don't know what line is going to show up. The one that had nine sacks. You know, against the Titans, is that line going to show up? Or is uh, the line against the Chiefs going to show up where they, you know, had their halfway decent? I don't know. They won both games, so nine sacks or not. I mean, they won both games because the opposing quarterback had four turnovers. 
<laughs> well, why do you? Well, how did the Rams win their games? Because Jimmy G wanted to play like a bum in the clutch because Tom Brady and the team wanted to play slow in the first half. I mean, it was great. How did they play slow? We were shutting them down. We we had dudes slamming helmets. We had dudes slamming helmets. But what happened in the second half? Which team shows that turnovers. They were out of. They were out of their exactly. So like they were out of their element. Because their defense wasn't playing well in the first half either. It wasn't just them being shut down. The defense couldn't do anything either. So y'all got on that run. Our defense was balling the whole game. I think we can getting, getting put in short field position. Like, well, I mean, consistently because turnovers are happening. I mean, what you expect? All I'm saying is whenever the Bengals had everyone they had, you got something that the other team didn't do as if the Rams didn't get there the same way. No, that I think when I was looking at when I was kind of analyzing the game, I mean, I I picked the Rams, but that's honestly the point that like the overall point I got to. I think both teams actually, (laughs) I don't want to say you can poke holes, but besides the Rams blowing out the Cardinals, and that was just absolute domination. But from that point on, and if you look at what Cincinnati's done, they neither one of them have played a full complete game yet like first half second half yeah i find that very interesting because because cincinnati you know they either came out a little flat came down and then they come back and then same thing with the rams like they was killing tampa bay in the first half and in the second half yeah and then come out a little flat against the, the 49ers and then came back in the second half. And it was kind of been vice versa with the Bengals. So it's it's the whole game is such a wild card because it's like both teams haven't really put together a full game yet. So it's like which who's going to start off good, who's going to like kind of come on late, like really, really don't know. And even – Digging deeper into the numbers, I was just kind of comparing Jamar Chase and and Cooper Cup. I mean, obviously Cooper Cup had you know the the greatest statistical season, but I think his highest output during the regular season was like 175 yards in one game and like I think like 13 catches or something like that. But then Jamar Chase has like the 255 game against the Chiefs, but then he has games where he had like 30, 40 yards the mm-hmm. entire game, and it's like. It's his ceiling's higher, but then Cooper Cup is just more consistent. So it's like, which one's going to show up? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think the Rams are going to win, but still, to me, that's that's kind of like the big what ifs. Like, who who's going to play up to their best, and are both teams going to play up to their best? Like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, Cooper Cup don't get his hundred. He's going to get his. Yeah, he's consistent. I say, like, that's a foregone conclusion. Now, whatever happens with whatever else. I just know, like, if I'm going to rely on somebody to get a hundred with like eight, nine, ten catches, yeah, a touchdown, it'll be him. Absolutely, yeah. Now, whichever Jamar Chase, whatever he does, he might go for six for sixty-six, like he did uh, last week. Yeah, and or he might go, you know, nine for a buck fifty-eight and two touchdowns, like he did, I think, in the previous game. So it's like. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the beauty about the NFL playoffs because, and and I think you know, Coach Murphy, you've kind of alluded to this is 
the better team doesn't always win. It's usually who's playing better that day or who's hot that day. And that, you know, the Bengals could very well do that. Um, but, I mean, I think when you look at pretty every metric, I mean, the, the Rams are just better. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a one it's, – it's win or go home. <laughs> so you really don't know how you know because like i agree with all y'all the rounds are the better team and like I yeah agree, they've been the better team every single matchup but they just don't play like it and just like you said none of them really played a full game but if we're talking about a true hot streak i feel like the bengals are hotter than the rounds right now yeah you know the one thing that may make a tad bit of difference we talked about how motivated the Rams players, especially on defense, are right now. And all this coverage on Joe Burrow, I I, it, I, I could see Aaron Donald like, oh, okay, okay, bet. Von Miller's like, oh, okay, he's the next Brady. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see about that on Sunday. I say, I, we said the same thing about Cam Newton. Boy, were we wrong. Lord. <laughs> Von Miller said, hold my beer real quick. <laughs> yeah. He said the same thing about Cam Newton, boy. And I promise you, he took that man's soul and ain't been the same since. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing, man. And that that's, I think I said it last week, with, with the media, I just find it very funny because, and it's not like Joe Burrow even asks for all the attention because that's not really his style. He likes kind of going under the radar and just doing him. But it's like, man, they they pump my man up. So, like, if he – I don't think he'll have a bad game, but let's say he has a bad game, like he throws some interceptions, they'll be like, oh, you know, is, is he ever going to get back? I don't know. Like, was this a fluke? It, the narrative will change so quick. And it's like, y'all were just pumping him up last week. One game. Off of one game, it's just – I'm very interested to see how that will work. Because you, you know how the media is, man. Like, that just, you know – Buzzo is a small market team, man. Small market team. You hear about the Rams every year, even when yeah. they're not good. You don't hear about the Bengals. So it's just that's why the hype around it. And it just happens that, you know, be surrounded by this cool, calm, collected quarterback. You know, he's not your typical, you know, quarterback that just, I don't know, just, just stale and just like, you know, he, he has some swagger to him. He, Joe cool, Joe shy. Like, it's just, he just plays into that narrative and, and that people like. It's not just one of those, like, Eli Mannings or Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, just this suiting tie play caller, you know, lunch pail guys, a guy with a little bit of swagger, and people like that. Nope. Yeah. It's going to be a great game. Looking forward to it. And, of course, next week we're going to cover it right here on the Coach's Box. So much respect to both teams and it should be a fun, fun Super Bowl. Well? At least I hope so. I, I just I – if, so. if it's a blowout, I'll be like, oh. Yeah. All of that. All that <laughs> for nothing. For nothing. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes that's how it goes when you get those hype matchups and then it's like some team just gets blown out. You're like, oh. Like last year. Yeah, like last year. Yeah. It's like, oh. That was horrible. That was yeah. horrible. <laughs> Listen, that was not Mahomes' fault. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Not at all. Listen, it wasn't. He did everything he could. He earned every dollar of that $500 million contract. Mm-hmm. 
even during that AL. Because I'll be listen, he is taking yeah. Because it's it's almost as a as a fan of football, like and out of the individual teams that were represented, it's like, man, I kind of would rather have seen like another AFC team go to the Super Bowl because what I'm watching right now isn't fair. Like that's not fair because he has no protection. It'd have been a better game if you know someone else won the AFC championship game almost. That's kind of how I felt at that point. Yeah. Um, because I was like, this man is taking a beating literally right in front of my eyes, running a hundred yards to throw the ball and the receiver drops it. Like I yeah, not doing it. Yeah. Wasn't fair. Wasn't fair at all. Um, but we've had a lot of movement going on in the NBA. Trade that trade deadline was passed this week and there were a lot of teams on the clock of are you making a move or not some decided to go ahead and 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 make those power moves and some people just sat there and didn't do much of anything leaving us with some question marks of are you just giving up on the season are you riding it out what's going on but the biggest move of them all ben simmons James Harden, trading places. Coach Natty T, I know you had a vested interest in this particular transaction. Go ahead and talk to us about what happened this week. Yeah, so let, let's start with a little story time, shall we? <laughs> so, <laughs> Before the season starts, I have a very spirited debate with a few of my coworkers. Two of them will remain nameless. Two of them, I will name their first name at least. I'm going to say their last name because they still owe me money because they've been <laughs> dodging me since Thursday, since the trade went down because they know they lost the bet and I need my money. So <laughs> these individuals are all either quasi-Nets fans or big Kyrie Irving fans. And I said, look, I'm going to tell you this right now. This was the bet. And I have it written down. I put it in writing. Everybody agreed to it. So this is why I need my money. I said the next big three, as constructed, will not win a championship, number one. They won't even make it to the finals. And I said, I'll guarantee you one of those three will want to leave before the end of the season. That was the bet. Now, the other two may happen, may not happen. But it was contingent on those three being on the same team. Right, right. So if one of them leaves, I win the bet. Made it clear, concise. I had everybody agree to it. There's no, no give backs, no nothing. Mm-hmm. So around, what was it? 2.55 <laughs> Eastern time, February 10th, on my birthday. No birthday. <laughs> I see the notification. I'm like, Oh, 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 yes. So I should be $1,500 richer. Right now, I'm $500 cheaper. Because two gentlemen who are upstanding gentlemen pay me their $250 each. Now, Corey and Jason, each of you owe me $500. And I'm calling y'all out. Because I know you guys subscribe to the show, and I said it on yesterday. I said, "Listen, if I don't get a response back, if I don't get a Zell notification, I am calling you out on the show." Corey and Jason, each of you owe me five hundred dollars. 
And I told you, I told y'all, I told you, I told you. Because Coach JB3, we talked about this in our in our little group chat. Mm-hmm. These are the folks I was talking about because they're telling me, oh, well, you play soccer. What do you know? Because uh, I was basically explaining about how with Kyrie's drama and just with the whole drama with the Mets, when you're a team that's trying to win a championship or just trying to even be a contender or anything, everybody has to be on the same page at, for at a certain point, right? Like you can't have people just doing their own thing and expect everybody else on the team to just be cool with that, right? So my man's going on sabbaticals. Now he's here part-time. If I'm a teammate of his, I would be pissed. Cause I'm like, bro, I thought we were all here together to try to win a championship, but you seem to do what you want to do, right? And I gave the example of me being on certain teams before. Like I've been on very talented teams, teams that weren't very good and teams that were in the middle. And it was very funny. The most talented teams I were on, we didn't win because everybody kind of wanted to do their own thing. And as long as we were winning up to a certain point, nobody said anything. But then when we lost a few weeks afterwards, well, you know, so-and-so wasn't showing up to practice and then, oh, so-and-so was doing this. It's funny how those little things leak out when you lose, right? That's the point I was making. So Mr. Corey, Mr. Jason want to tell me, well, he plays soccer. That's not really a real, I mean, basketball is different. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I know you played semi-pro, but I mean, this is the NBA. It's a different level. Like you ain't, you ain't never played on that level. What you know about how team chemistry works. Oh, I don't know about how team chemistry works. <laughs> what happened on Thursday? Exactly. Who 55 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I need $500 each. Like I said, I take Zell. <laughs> you need me to set up a cash app for a second to do it? I can do Dem- that too. Demo. Pay Demo. <laughs> Y'all have my address. You could you can drop me off a nice little cashier's check, whatever you want to do. But I told you, I told you it wasn't going to work. I told you, I told you, I told you. So I just had to get that off my chest because, like I said, all together, because they said $500 each. And then the other two had $250 each. So that's $1,500 all together. And, and Coach JP3, you know I'm not a betting man. At no, all. I don't not, bet on anything. Not. I was shocked when you told me this. Like, but I told you. I said I was that confident that they were going to F it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I had no reservations that I was going to get my $1,500. I was not going to have to pay a dime. And lo and behold, that's what happened. So, what kind of room do you be in, man? I, that's what I'm, I'm trying to be. I don't think that's quickness. Did they not see what happened with Kyrie, with the Cavs, with the Celtics? Celtics. You just saw Harden quit his way out of the Rockets, even though they did everything for him, but he wants to blame everybody else. The signs were there. The and, signs see, were- that's, and, this is, and this is my overall point, right? Because especially Corey and Jason, because they're all, you know, like, let, oh, you know, let Kyrie do what he got to do, man. You know, it's a free country, blah, blah, blah. And when I ask him this question, they never give me an answer. I'm like, Corey and Jason, we both work together, right? Right. If you have something going on personally, do you just not show up to work? Well, that's different. No, 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 no. Do you just not show up to work? Answer the question. 
well, that's different, man. I mean, you know, if I have something, I, you know, blah, blah. no, you at least would tell your boss, right? You wouldn't just not show up. That's what Kyrie does. Well, it's different. Okay. I told you. I told you. I told you. I told you. Where's my damn money? I need my $500 from each of <laughs> even, even if you don't tell your boss, when you come back, you apologize. Kyrie just comes back like, hey, I'm here. Right. I'm back. Like, Why who does like- that? Who does that? But y'all condoning this idiotic behavior. Okay. Yeah. And I told y'all, I told you, I told you, I told you, I told you. <laughs> uh, listen, told you. I'm make my point real quick. I'm make it real quick, short, and then everybody else can have a four. First off, I need better friends because I needed, I needed fifteen hundred. Okay, <laughs> that's right. Oh, you don't got free money that like that. Got, that just means you have smart friends because I want to no, make that bet with you. Need, <laughs> you make that bet with you. Absolutely. No, not. I need fifteen hundred dollars. If we out here making dumb bets. I need some of my friends to give me like that's <laughs> free money. I'm gonna take me some free money. I need to be in your type circles, but that's neither here nor there. I let you do that. If I made that bet, which or if I said that to you and you said bet, I'm like, nah, dog. Like <laughs> you need that, and then I would just come back and tell you, like I told you. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But no, man. I mean, at the end of the day. Somehow, some way, I'm gonna just blame this all on Kyrie. <laughs> it's either Sean McVay's fault or Kyrie Irving's fault. Those are the only two people. <laughs> I, I can't blame the man that actually shows up to work, regardless right. of how he feels, if he's fat or not. I can't I can't really argue with a man that's an all-star and that's showing up to work compared to the other one that's a part-time player. Yeah, Harden is a cancer because he, you know, he forced his way out. Or whatever, but he still showed up to work 90, I'm gonna say 97% of the time. Kyrie is really got traded, forced his way out twice, got traded, and don't go to work. Bro, and still somehow is getting a check. I truly don't understand what I, I just Bro, somehow, some way, I'm blaming Kyrie for all this falling apart. That's it. A lot of it is on him. A lot of it is on him. Yeah, he's the one that didn't show up. He's the one who made the stupid quotes to the media about the nine to five. He's the one that dodged the whole vaccination thing, even though the organization bent over backwards to be able to accommodate him in that. And now he's in a position where he's playing every other thing. My bad. It's killing me because KD is mad at James Harden when James Harden is showing up to work and the other dude has it. How's that? I don't get it. That don't make no sense. That's what kills me about this. That The the whole All-Star, when they were picking their own lineups and Mm -hmm. the TNT crew was clowning because it was James Harden and Rudy Gobert left. And get it a big. Get him a bit. Yeah, we need a bit. We need some size because, you know, LeBron, you know, LeBron and Giannis have been playing good basketball all year, you know. And I, I look and I said, bro, you really mad at Harden about this? Like, first of all, the man showed you who he was before he even got there. When he doesn't like a situation, he leaves. Your friend, your bestie is the one who messed up. Are you holding, are you as mad at him as you are at James Harden? If not, you need to reevaluate. Yeah, I think that's that's where I'm at with it. I 
I wouldn't be shocked if he's pissed at Kyrie either. I mean, I just think it's one of those things that since Harden actively quit on the team, even though that, you know, Kyrie did quit on the team and decided to be part-time, it's one of those things that is like, all right, you're still here, and then when we need you, we have you. Um, And then also it could be one of those things that, I mean, that he probably feel less of a way about Kyrie because that's something that he has to take on the chin because you know what he was and you allowed him to bring you here. If you could have went anywhere you want, because nobody really wanted Kyrie, but they took him because that they knew that you were packaged with him. So that's probably something he's just like, you know what, I got to take that on the chin. I knew what I was getting myself into. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then plus he's actively his teammate, so he can't lash out at him right now. Right. Because yeah. he could have been upset with Harden while he was with the team when he was saying, well, when he was alluding to that he wanted to leave but he's on the team. So I, he's like, you know, he's here. So I'm going to treat him like a teammate. So now if Kyrie ended up leaving or getting traded, I'm pretty sure he would have said the same thing. Like, Hey, everybody got what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just that Kyrie is on the team and he doesn't, you don't want to mess up the locker room. Right. He's that smart. So just like how we had issues with, with Draymond and golden state, he didn't say nothing about it. And then they talked, he bounced and is like, yeah, I mean, I wasn't feeling that. Well, when he, when he mentioned it publicly, like he already talked about, yeah. talked to Raymond personally, like, yeah, I'm not feeling that. But he waits for the right time. My so thing is, Kyrie didn't ruin the locker room, though. That's the thing with me. Like, Kyrie, bro, Kyrie then alienated himself in the locker room. Like, this is, he, we all know that. Yeah, and he's done that. He did that with the Celtics, but that's not KD's MO. He's like, you know what? You're on the team. You're on the team. Right. So you just have to. You just got to stomach that. Can I agree that. Yeah. Need to choose better friends, in my opinion. <laughs> Moral of the story. No, 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 because KD is not a, a a bad teammate in any stretch of the imagination, anything like that. Yeah, he's always been a good teammate. I he's I just look leader, at it. Though. He's not he's not the best leader. He's just he's a hooper. Yeah, no, that no. likes other hoopers, and you know makes friends with his peers, yeah. but is. Do, do I see Kev, KD as one of the people that would go into a locker room in a situation and sit both of them down? Like, listen, y'all, y'all tripping right now. All right. I'm going to need, we are here to win a championship and I need you here for every game. Okay. First of all, and you, okay. After he shows up and we play every game, I need you to stop faking your injury. Talking about all oh, you got, you little hand, you know, man. Hand mess the guy in the hand. I can't. I can't make it out there today, knowing that's being petty and passive aggressive. So Kyrie has to go out there and play by himself during road games. All right. Now, if he does that, then you have to hold your end too, right? All right. Get your behinds back on the court and let's go get this chip. That's that's the type of person that that needs to be in the locker room, and they don't have that type of person because they just all trying to be cool with each other, and it's like. That's not what true, that's not even what true friendship is about, let alone true being a true teammate to someone. No, like they they don't have that type of person because Kyrie is that person. The stubborn one is the leader of the team. Because even (laughs) when he was in Cleveland, LeBron said, Hey, I tried to pass the keys off to the kid, but you know, Kyrie did Kyrie's thing. So it was just one of those A B moments of when he's just like. Uh, you know, Tom Brady only likes me because, you know, what I can do for him. So I think, you know, LeBron got to that point. It was like, you know what? 
when you're on the court, I know you're going to perform. Do you? And then when you leave, I'll just continue doing me. And I think that's where KD is at with it. He's just like, you know what? I already know what Kyrie is. I mean, there's no talking to him. You have two of the best players in the world for an extended period of time that you you play with both of them. And you've been trouble every trip. Mm-hmm. You don't listen to Bron, who's arguably the second best player in the world ever. Mm-hmm. And you're not listening to KD, who's arguably the best player of his generation. Yeah. So it's just you could have said him, listen, if he played on the Bulls, Jordan wouldn't even want nothing to do with him. He would probably beat him up and, and then say <laughs> trade him. Kyrie ain't pulling none of that with no, he would no Jordan any he's that's Kobe is different because he had a respect for him. And I think he knew, like, Kobe didn't care. I think, like, just as much as Kyrie doesn't care about people, Kobe would be like, listen, when I'm done with you, you could bounce. I'm going to win with or without you. Where, you know, LeBron tries to cater to everybody's needs. And then KD, he's just more so of, like, like you said, he just likes playing with Hoopers. So it's just like, hey, you know what? I'm going to do me. I'm going to perform. You show up. I'm cool. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what else would have helped? A coach. <laughs> That's a fact. Yes, That's a fact. but that goes back to Kyrie and his little podcast two years ago where he said, yeah, KD, we don't really need a coach. You know what I'm saying? We can coach each other. How's that working out? How's that working out right now? That's it. And, and the guy that you picked to coach the team. Got it. You picked the coach. That, the team. That's your guy. Way in over his head. Yes. And, I, and that's so, not a knock on Steve Nash. It's just it's that. Not, you can't ask a first-time coach to be in that situation. Like it's because yeah. because we saw in the last dance, right? Brought, we, we talked about it a little offline last week with the whole Robin situation. Now slightly different because they had already won that at least that collection of of the Bulls had already won back-to-back championships. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different, but still, even Dennis Robin, as crazy as he is, still went to Phil Jackson. Was like, "Yo, Phil, I need a vacation. I need like four days in Vegas." And Phil was like, all right, and still was able to keep the team together. Yeah. The man wrestled in SummerSlam in the middle of the finals. <laughs> Yet they were still able to keep it together. That was Phil Jackson's doing. So it's not easy. It's not easy. But, you know, maybe if you had somebody with some better experience to kind of help manage that, maybe they would be in a better situation right now and not trade for somebody who is another person that has emotional and psychological issues publicly about shooting the basketball. I'm going to repeat. The man has a mental problem with shooting the basketball, a game that requires you to shoot the basketball. <laughs> That's who y'all traded for. Hey. Well, <laughs> right, go ahead. Go ahead. They traded the wrong. Just think about that. I'm just saying. They traded. Hey, they traded the wrong player. I have no problems with Ben Simmons. At least I know Ben Simmons is going to show up. Well, okay? yeah, true. Well, Vince, uh, if it, might... not in Philly anyway, at least somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he ain't want to be in Philly because I mean, <laughs> Coach basically was like, "Yeah, I don't know if we can win with dude." I would feel some type of way too. I wouldn't be a baby about it, but right. hey, his feelings are valid. Um, now with Kyrie, how you? <laughs> And I understand, I know what you're about to say, Coach Murphy. You're going to be like, well, nobody wants somebody that can't play. 
I get it. I get it. But how do you play? How do you how do you fire or throw away or whatever y'all want to call it? Right. The guy that's working, <laughs> but you got the guy that's over here sitting on his ass and you just paying and you don't get rid of him. Value. Like, this don't even make sense. This don't even value. Bro, what are you going to get for Kyrie? You're not going to get – you can't send Kyrie to – if you say, hey, we'll send you Kyrie for uh, Ben Simmons, they're not going to do that. Especially him paired with Embiid as stubborn as Embiid could be, that you're just looking for a problem. Nope. Look, I'm just – I'm just – it just throws it me makes off. makes no sense. Is there a breach in – listen, Coach Natty T, is there a breach in the contract, right? <laughs> That says, bro, we can get rid of you whenever we want to because you choosing not to work. You're literally choosing not to work. <laughs> well, I will say this. And he's and, getting paid. To not Coach JP3, I, you, can, you can correct me if I'm wrong because I've said this. This was two and a half years ago I said this. I said this next collective bargaining agreement is going to be very nasty because these owners, they're all taking note because between Kyrie, between Ben Simmons, between James Harden, even how the whole AD was orchestrated going to um, the Lakers. Kawhi Tell Leonard, you. arguably, too. Kawhi Leonard, arguably. Kawhi's um, secretly nasty. Kawhi's yeah. Secretly nasty. Yeah. So, and I'm, right now, I'm dealing with, you know, we're dealing with the MLB lockout, and it's very nasty. And I'm, I'm trying to tell y'all, be prepared. This, this next NBA negotiation is going to be very, very nasty. Because to cut slightly answer your question, Coach Pace, that's what the owners are kind of looking for. They're like, oh, okay, well, if y'all want to do that, then we should have the right to terminate your contract, period. Which, that's I fair. mean, if you ain't going to show up to work, that's if you ain't show up to work, I mean, like, come on. Like, with, like are, we, are we serious? Mm-hmm. But – in the real world, that don't even work. Like, right. That's what, yeah. that's what I, it's I not acceptable anywhere like else. It's, it's unacceptable not. anywhere else. So, yeah. right. Mm. Now, transitioning, I think, in terms of who won the trade, I'm going to slightly go with the Sixers for now, mainly because there's too <laughs> many ifs. <laughs> You didn't lost your mind, man. <laughs> you didn't lost your mind. Go ahead. Lightly. Go ahead. No, it's not even close, but go ahead. Don't close to the camera right now. <laughs> but this is this is my thing. Because what? <laughs> here's my thing. This is all about showing up to work. Are we sure? Even if the man, let's say the mandate gets lifted in NYC. Are we sure Kyrie's still not just going to show up? Do any of us know that for sure? We don't. Yeah. We don't. If they lift the mandate, he will play, especially come playoff time. KD Are we sure up. about that? I am 100% sure, and I am not betting you $250. I'm not asking you to bet. I'm not, y'all not, I, I, y'all I, not I, idiots. I just, I just wanted to poke fun at the, at the other guy. Y'all not idiots <laughs> like Corey and Jason. <laughs> I like stealing their money. <laughs> Okay. Well, it, well, are we sure somebody ain't gonna tweak their ankle? Okay, if you talk about that, okay, that's, I'm. I was thinking more so of just based off of, uh, you know, just off of their decision. Like Kyrie's just like, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't want to play. Are we sure when Ben Simmons comes back and plays, 
are we sure he's going to shoot the basketball when it's the time is needed in the playoffs? Listen, I, I can rely on Ben to lock somebody up down the stretch. That's, That's what I can fine. rely on. That's fine. He can he can be hit a jump hook, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I just need him to hit a jump hook. I don't need nothing else. Hit a jump hook. Thank you. Hit a jump hook, hit the free throws. Let's, let's look at last point. year, though. But let's look at last year. And KD's great. But are we sure it's not just going to be KD and friends in the playoffs again? Him by himself, having to carry everybody by himself. Yeah, it's going to be Embiid and company. Because, you know, James ain't showing up for the last – after game three, James ain't showing up. After <laughs> game three. <laughs> what I'm – but here's, here's 37 the thing, and 44 and then not five, three, and two. <laughs> but the thing is, though, that's better than what Ben Simmons was giving you in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ben Simmons is struggling at the free throw line too, so Listen, it might just Simmons, be the jump hook. Today. <laughs> yes, it might, that might be the Simmons only thing. Ben Simmons might be empowered to shoot now. Listen, and B took his manhood. How? And then let's look at and then let's and look I, at the seating now. Let's look at the seating now. You think when? Because right now, Philly would end up playing Brooklyn in the first round. I, I would, I would love. Do this. you really think Ben Simmons, who did not show up all season in Philly, is going to go there in a playoff environment with those Philly fans and is going to play well? Are y'all sure about that? No. Yeah, I, I, I think he's going to go in and try to prove a point. It's going to be okay. one. Of those, I think he's going to try to prove a point, and then plus he won't get as much attention, like defensively, because of you being paired with Kyrie and and KD. So I, I feel as though that – I mean, he's a third option. Right. He doesn't have to be – fluctuate between one or two. This is why I think that the Nets won the trade by far. Everybody's focused on Ben Simmons and Harden, but forgetting that Andre Drummond and Seth Curry was also part of that package. And, you know, I'm Xing out of the picks because they're not playing. Right. Seth Curry can score the ball. And then also – the beauty of them getting Ben Simmons and Andre Drummond is because they need defense. That's what they don't have. And you don't, they don't know they, this gives Kyrie and Durant more shots because they don't have to share shots with Harden because Ben Simmons ain't going to shoot, but they're like, we don't need you to shoot. We just need you to lock down and you could take your four or five shots a game just to keep people honest. But you have Kyrie who, loves to score and you just got katie who's great at it and then you have seth curry who's the shooter so as an all-around team the only way that literally the only way that philly could win this trade is if they make a heavy playoff run because they their trade literally is based off of right now you have to win right now where the nets are set for they could make a run I think they're more likely to make a run than the Sixers, but then also they can make multiple runs the year, next year, the year after. I mean, they have enough scoring. Now you added the defense, and then you got, you know, the, the friction between Harden and Kyrie is, is out the door. So that's why I believe the Nets won it by far. That leads me to my second point. They think Philly may have slightly won. I think they both lost. 
because they're both not winning a championship this year. I think Milwaukee and Miami are like, hmm, we can beat y'all even easier now. That's what I think. That's facts. Hey, I you already I'm always pushing for Miami. You know, my boy Jimmy Butler. I just need him to do better than he did last year because he was buns. Bam was too. But I you can't deny Milwaukee. They're the defending champions. And whether they were how they were constructed and how they are now, honestly, I didn't see it either of them beating the Bucks. And I mean the Heat, they're more I feel like they're more beatable than the uh, than the Bucks, but I feel like they're they will still be considered heavy favorite, especially against definitely against the Sixers because I mean Jimmy Butler loves going down there and terrorizing them, and then I mean the Nets I just feel like they're just a way deeper team. Like once you know they got to sit down, I mean they got I mean Hero that can come off the bench and light it up. I mean they got Omar another big that can play off of Deadman and. And bam, I mean, they're just a deep team. So, you know. That's, I don't know. Again, I just think my biggest issue with the trade is I get James Harden. But you traded for a person that hasn't played all season. We don't know what, you don't know what you're going to get from him. And what's been the issues with the Nets? KD's injury prone and Kyrie's injury prone. So let's say KD comes back, plays great for another month and a half or two and strains something else and it has to be out until the playoffs. And then you have Kyrie half the time, maybe, I don't know. Then you have Ben Simmons and the rest of the squad. That's not getting you anywhere, bro. Not against those two teams, it won't. Whereas I think with Philly, they've already been without Ben Simmons the whole, <laughs> the whole season. Now, James Harden's in a down year, but what he's giving you is more than what Ben Simmons is giving you in therapy. I think Harden will get it together pretty quickly. I think he'll feel motivated and, you know, work on his body a little bit more and play back. I think, I think he'll be fine. Well, I think he'll be fine in the short term. I think in the long term, like going next year, year after that, I mean, I don't, I don't really see them doing anything. I think in the short term, he'll be motivated to play. Yeah. I think they can climb up the Eastern rankings a little bit, but to me, the Nets is too many, too much unknowns. And my other point is I know for a fact, for a fact, James Harden ain't the only one on that team that is not feeling Kyrie right now. There's a lot of other players on that team. That's the lingering cancer that that could bite them in the butt. Like when it comes later, even if they do make a, a playoff run, like are you? And then I have another hypothetical question for Corey and Jason, since what they don't want to pay me back because <laughs> I should have made this other bet too. They <laughs> said, you know, Kyrie is the most talented guard we've ever seen. Okay, I'll give you the handles. He has the best handles we've ever seen, skill-wise. But what is the Nets' record the last 10 games? Have they won a game? No. Hasn't Kyrie played in eight of those games? Yes. 
And if you're the most skilled guard ever, shouldn't you be able to facilitate winning a bit more than going 0-8 while you're playing and then the other two games they lost those two games? Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being harsh. At least been able to beat the Wizards with now, Bradley it, Hill out for the season. Yeah, it's one of those things like if <laughs> you know, if a talent oh, okay. goes into oh, the okay. go into the playoffs and they get swept, they're like, you gotta win one game, you lose eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. That that's the guy we're relying on. And he and he's only there for road games. Hmm. Yeah, I, and I even in the road games where he plays, y'all still can't win. But he's the most skilled guard ever. Oh, okay. I, I I don't deny that there's gonna there's other people in the locker room that's not feeling Kyrie, mm-hmm. but I feel like with KD being there, that they're just kind of like overlooking him and like you know like, this is our guy. It's like the same way in Cleveland, where it's just like I'm pretty sure people wasn't feeling Kyrie like when they were steering Jimmy Butler away and saying like now nah, you don't want to come here. People weren't feeling Kyrie, but there's like, you know what, LeBron is here. This is our guy. It didn't work like that in with the Celtics because all of your talented, highly ranked guys in Tatum and Jalen Brown, they're young. Yeah. So, you know, Kyrie comes in, you know, with his chest all out. He's like, oh, these kids don't know how to win. You know, I got a ring. They don't. And it's just like, but then you want to go tell people like, oh, yeah, you know, I just talked to Bron, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what? <laughs> like you, you're not a leader stop trying to be one listen man when they lose again i just want to i want to hear what the excuses are again oh you know you know if katie's toe wasn't on the line and you know if Kyrie could play more of the games and you know if it went for this vaccine man, i i don't want to hear it i mean if jr took the took the ball back up Cleveland <laughs> got a dub. i don't want to hear it okay that's all Corey and jason i don't want to hear it Cause you know what the reality is, Corey and Jason. You know what that team accomplished? They won one playoff series together. That's it. That's all they did. Hey, Coach Bay. Those are the facts. That's what happened. You know, now that I think about it, that they're supposed to be the three best duo ever. Y'all told me that's better than the Warriors duo. Mm, they won not. one playoff series together. That's it. Nice. Explain that to me. Why y'all pay me my five hundred dollars? <laughs> you know, Kyrie. I need an explanation. Kyrie and Westbrook are really the same individual. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if we really breaking yeah. it down, yeah. The only difference is one is full time, the other is part time. Yes. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> what did, what honestly, did, you can throw James Harden in that mix too. Because listen, I'm not absolving James Harden now. Because listen. Well, that that's they brought true. they brought Dwight Howard there when I was you know back when Dwight Howard was still kind of Dwight mm. didn't work. They brought CP3 there, he couldn't make it work with him. He brought Russ that's there, true. couldn't make it work with him. Then he goes with KD and Kyrie. Oh, I can't make it work with them either. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a lot of common denominators here. <laughs> so again, I like said I think Philly slightly won the trade slightly, but overall they're not winning anything either. Because mm-hmm. hey, that, that's not going to work either. Trust Chuck, me. Because he's going to get back to the strip clubs in Houston. Half a season. Mm, yeah. That's all I know. Yeah. Half man, half a season. That was legendary. Yeah. He's a yeah, half man, half a season. Oh, half that man, was hilarious. That was that was great. That was great. So, I mean, yeah, Charles Good for one, every once in a while, he said something really funny. 
The Bucks did get uh, Serge Ibaka. That was yeah, a that big was, one. That was huge. That and I was shocked about the. Um, I knew that the Wizards wanted to get Spencer Dimwitty out of there, but I did not know that Porzingis was going to be a part of that. Yeah, that shocked me. But it made sense because I mean they need another. The Mavericks need another ball handler, um, so Luca doesn't have to play pretty much the whole game just to keep the team afloat. Mm-hmm. Even though that Spencer Dinwiddie has been, you know, hot cold all season, but I just found it funny because they're just like a couple weeks before the deadline, they're just like, yeah, the the locker room isn't feeling Spencer. <laughs> I was just like, dang, what did my boy do? He, I know he's been struggling, but dang, nah, he. He thinks he's better than what he is. Let's, I'll just put it that way. Oh, he wanted. He probably feel like he's still in his, his Brooklyn Net stage when they went on yeah, that little. So when he was averaging like 20, 25. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like he had that one or one season and a half where he was averaging 20 plus, and then he thinks he's better than what he is. Mm-hmm. Like, your Spencer did with you. Calm down. Yeah. I'm, I'm shocked that Jeremy Grant didn't get moved because, I mean, that was a big piece yep. that. A lot of people was talking about. Brown wanted um, him really bad. Yeah. Yep. I mean, so Miles Turner not getting moved. I knew they wanted to move him and Sabonis and Levert. No. Yeah, I don't know. Cavs. Good pickup by the Cavs. Really good pickup. Sure. For yeah. For sure. Yeah, but I don't know what the hell Portland was doing. <laughs> they, they, they was doing a, a, a flea sale, like a, a garage sale. They were just like, you know what? Just bring – Bring me a sock and I'll give you a an all-star. <laughs> like, what? Hey, what it was good enough to beat the Lakers two nights ago. It that's, was they that's did the sad the- part about it. I was just like, oh, did y'all hear that? <laughs> did y'all hear that that Anthony Davis and LeBron wasn't on the same page about them not making any moves during the the uh Ooh. trade deadline? And I, I found it funny because I know that they're just like, well, we want to make a move. And they're just like, nah, we, we probably want to just try out the buyout market. But it's like, I gave y'all a chance to make a move. Y'all brought Westbrook here, sit down and shut up. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. We gave y'all y'all's chance and y'all blew it by bringing him here. And now y'all want us to make unnecessary moves. I'm sorry. You you lost all privileges because you're not. I told, I, I told uh, you know, Coach. Uh, JP3 and Pace in the group chat. I was just like, this shows you that that all time greats aren't meant to run teams because AD sucks at it, LeBron sucks at it, and Michael Jordan sucks at it. Well, he <laughs> so, really he's the goat of like bat building. Bat so I'm just like, if you're a great all time great player, you're just not meant to to run a team, and this this shows why. But um, yeah, it was a, a interesting. It was a very active trade deadline. I thought I thought um, De'Aaron Fox was going to get moved. I was shocked that they move uh, Tyrese instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Man. So I'm trying to figure out what they what like what were they going to trade exactly? Because there are three people that combined make up. Probably like ninety. I'm gonna say ninety-seven million. Mm-hmm. Ad, Russ, and Bron. They make up about ninety-seven million. Guess what the cap is? 
112. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 112. So everybody else got three, two, two, three billion dollar contracts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Their cap right now, they're at about 119. All right. You can go mm-hmm. into the luxury and you can go up to about as high as I think 136. Did some research on this. I'm trying to figure out what team is going to what what are they going to trade? Like what are they going to get? They can't do anything. So they don't really have an option of like they're stuck. Unless they plan on trading LeBron, Russ, or KD. Nobody, I mean AD. Yeah, AD. My bad. Nobody wants that fat Russ contract because I think he getting paid the most out of any all of them. Then Bron, nobody wants him being. I mean, people well, he's not moving. Anybody yeah, would pay not. for Bron, but he's not moving. And, and then, then wants to take on AD's contracts for him to play half a season. So, well, well Bron doesn't want AD to go because you know that's his boy. It's the same thing with KD and Kyrie. It's like, hey, that's yeah. my boy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the only team that was fitting that would take <laughs> Russ is the Rockets for John Wall, but. It's like we need your first round pick too, and that's literally the only pick they have. And it's just like they would they feel like it'd be best to to trade them during the offseason since it'll be an uh, expiring contract. But yeah, they they really screwed up on like I just saw on Instagram that they did the breakdown of all the mess ups they did of not making the trade for Kyle Lowry shutting down the Buddy Hill deal. And it's just like, y'all could have been uh, way better than y'all are now, mm-hmm. but y'all wanted to be L.A. and name base and not seeing in front of your face that Russ is a small market player with players that he can't – he's not a winner. He's just an entertainer. <laughs> that's all that's all he is he he's exactly what he called pat bev you just run around doing a whole lot of nothing <laughs> so I, I don't literally him and Kyrie shouldn't have jobs because they're just not they're not basketball players Kyrie is a, a drama king and russ is just an entertainer. He's an athlete and an entertainer. He's not a hooper. You know, the, the interesting thing about this is that this is how sad it's getting and for some of these teams here is that like the Pelicans and the Kings have legit like playoff chances at this point. Mm-hmm. Like at least for a play-in, at least for a play-in game, a chance at that. Because when you look at the Western Conference, Portland's going to do nothing but continue to go down after the C.J. McCollum transaction and stuff like that and those players. So, and Norman Powell stuff. So, the Pelicans, I want to talk about the Pelicans real quick because on, on paper, that's actually a really good team if they can get Mr. Number One pick back on the court. Stop eating all that daggone food down there. Yes. If you get off the gumbo and beignet diet, (laughs) Mr. Williamson, your team actually has a shot to make some noise in these playoffs. Because I know people gave 
David Griffin a lot of hell in Cleveland days. Some of it fair, some of it unfair, because when you're building a team around LeBron and LeBron is your main recruit, it kind of ties your hands sometimes as a GM. But in his opportunity to really strike with a small market team, another small market team, he actually brought a good team to New Orleans. Mm -hmm. The problem is they're missing their star because you don't want to lose weight. Right? Why are you here? And if, and if you don't want to be in New Orleans long-term, the, the best that you can do is you still got to take care of your body, man. Yeah, nobody going to want you. <laughs> nobody going to want you at 3.30, bro. Ain't no one going to take that risk at 3.30. You can six, say what six, you want. 3.30. Yeah, six, yeah, with your height, that's not, that's not a good ratio, brother. That's not. <laughs> and see, you can say what you want about Ben Simmons, but at least he's still, his, his body's still in shape when he's not playing. Another, all signing, that crazy. another signing that MJ dropped the ball on. <laughs> Sorry, <I'm not. laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, I'm like, yo, like, with, with McCollum there, man, like, those guys, those guys have a shot to make some noise because these other teams that are usually the bread and butter of the Western Conference, that whole thing has shifted. You know, Spurs, nope. You know, they're, what, 13th? They're 13th in the West. Lakers slipping. Portland's going to continue to slip. Sacramento's up in the air. And so you can beat a team with a healthy, healthy Zion Williamson. You can beat a team like Minnesota. You could beat the Clippers because their two best players aren't playing. You can beat the Lakers right now. They're extremely vulnerable. Like you actually have a shot to get a first round playoff matchup against a team. Like at this point, you maybe even take Utah out. Because Utah always folds in the playoffs. It usually ends up being Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz. Right? Man, not Ingles anymore. Because Ingles is gone. Right. Yep. So, that's it. Like, what, what are y'all thinking about the Pelicans right now? I think Zion needs to lose weight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I think about the Pelicans. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, I just think uh, – the. What? Zion is big as Barkley already. <laughs> like right now, Bruh. Zion and Barkley is the same size. Bro. Man. Like I, I, I just don't understand. I I feel like they're just they're constantly making these moves just to hold out hope. But I just think hope is gone. But there's nothing you can really do because I mean you can't trade them. Nope. So it, it just makes that draft look like really bad because of the players that were in it. You got John Morant, you got RJ Barrett, you got Darius Garland, Kobe White, uh, Ru Hachimura. Like these are players that you passed on to take Zion and you only had them for what, like 30 games? I'm like, so, you didn't play in the bubble, so you had that season off. Mm. Like you play, I, I'm just looking and, – and I don't mean to be disrespectful here, but, like, he need a mental health check. Think about that. Who in their right mind is going to be a number one pick in the NBA draft and not do the thing that is asked to do to stay on the court? 
which is which which is lose weight, take care of your body. All you need, you have the utmost like privilege in that city, especially. And with your contract, you could pay to have the best of the best. So where is the gap that is preventing him from making that next step? And I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Like, and I know that he, (laughs) the gap is the beignets, guys. No, but no. So, and I I know that I've been to New Orleans. I've been to Cafe Dumas. I know the beignets are excellent. are outstanding. I (laughs) to understand anything you just said. (laughs) (laughs) You know, those, those things are good. They got some really good food, you know, down there in New Orleans. But I'm looking at it. You work so hard to get to this point. You finally get there and you're not taking care of business. No one has wronged you in this situation. You were drafted to a small market team who now is trying to build a team around you. So where is your effort? And Zion, if you ain't going to be like that, then you're going to be the NBA version of Jamarcus Russell. Someone who had number one pick talent, couldn't control his weight, didn't have the work ethic necessary to get it done. And I'm not saying he's lazy by me, but he may, there has to be something going on, a gap that's preventing him from taking care of his business. Man, somebody need to, somebody needs to help him because he's not on it, because it doesn't make sense. Even if I'm in a small market and I'm like, yo, I'm trying to play my way into Madison Square Garden one day. You got to play your way in there because New York's not going to get you at 330 to play so you're ruining your entire career now so i don't i don't know somebody need to check on him y'all think he got like cancer or a thyroid condition because i always no like you don't no No. you're just lazy like i said if he had like a thyroid condition diabetes you know those sorts of things like okay that's harder to keep your weight down that's what i'm trying to figure like diabetes no he doesn't have any of that Bro, I'm looking at this draft. I was looking at, I was looking at real quick, because I was looking at him at Duke and him now. I'm like, when he was at Duke, he was fine. Yeah. Now. Because he didn't get those, he didn't have the millions. And, and he wasn't in, in Louisiana <laughs> where the good food is at. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. Like so, I said, this next collective bargaining agreement, I'm telling you, be prepared. For a lockout, I'm trying to tell y'all, I see the I see the little tea leaves. We're trying to read the tea leaves on this. It's coming. Okay. I'm looking at this draft, and this draft is like pretty deep with like really like players that's doing decent right now. I'm like, y'all could have traded back and made a killing. Yeah, like that's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's 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 nuts. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how things play out here. You know, we still have half a season to go in the postseason, but a lot of question marks. Then you know this this kind of left us with a lot of question marks for many reasons, many teams. Uh, you know, I'm looking at teams like Indiana and Sacramento, and I know Sacramento technically could make a play and push, but to blow up the team and and, and revamp it. And stuff like that. I mean, if I'm Miles Turner, I'm trying. I'm gonna try to play my way out, especially before this collective bargaining deal hits. I'm trying to get get out now. I'm gonna try I to get that out. That was now. the only thing that was to me. That was probably the most shocking thing about the trade deadline was because 
this was in December. Indiana like made it public that they're like, listen, anybody on our roster, y'all want them? Let's work out the deal because they're they're hitting the reset button. Mm-hmm. And like just Karis and Bird and Sabonis got traded. That's it. There's still some pretty decent players. I think that you know that would help some at least some contenders. So that was a surprising part. Yeah. It's like Indiana was like, yes, please. Like, we'll, we'll take calls. <laughs> and they were like, eh, I don't know. That, that was a little surprising to me. Yeah, that was surprising. That was really surprising. And before we before we go, congratulations to DeJounte Murray and LaMelo Ball for your, your all-star. all-star. Yo. And we literally talked about those two guys as our two favorite guys that we hope would get a spot. And, and they cool. got it. So congratulations, man. And, and and also, Dejounte Murray just bought out on the Hawks, dropping uh thirty two ten and fifteen. Mmm, nice, nice. It's good to see him healthy again, man. He's a hooper. He's a hooper. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, another jam packed episode for us. A lot to talk about. Uh, Corey, Corey in the game. Give give Coach Natty his money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He, it's, Oh, this, yeah, I, listen, until I get my money, this will be a weekly occurrence. <laughs> I'm dropping their name. I'm like, I need my money. Yeah. And they subscribe to the show, so I know they listen. So that's why I'm calling them out. Thank you for listening. Oh, man, I was busy that week. I missed that episode. It's okay. We'll be on the <laughs> next episode, too. Sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah, but that, that's 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 wild. And I agree with with Coach Murph and Coach Pace, man. I I, I, what I learned from your story, Coach Natty T, is that I don't know what gambling truly is because I don't have that type of capability. Oh, oh trust me. They don't know what gambling is either. Trust <laughs> That's a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. Oh they don't know God. either. So, Touché. Yeah, well I want to say both. Well said. Well, thank <laughs> you for joining us for another. Body by a soccer player. Soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, thank you for joining in another episode of The Coach's Box. We appreciate you stepping into The Coach's Box with us today. On behalf of Coach Murph, Coach Pace, Coach Natty T, Coach JP3, we'll check you all next week. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and we'll be here to talk about NBA All-Star stuff, of course, next time. All right, peace, y'all.